Episode 14 of the new Outriders podcast. I am your host, Tal Len, and with me as always are my co-hosts, Roxanne and Lassarian. How are you guys doing? Great. How are you, Tal? I'm fantastic. And our guest this week is Count, I believe, Raveni. How are you doing, Raveni? I'm doing well. I don't know that I count myself as a guest this time, but you're yeah, here. I'm not normally here. You're not, you're not like our feature act or anything, but you're not normally here. <laughs> Oh, we got a feature deck? No. Aw. What's been on my mind lately is where the heck Roxy has been. Because she hasn't oh. been on the forums or in-game. Where have you been, Roxy? Hmm, well, I've been in the deep south, and I happen to um, have attended a little thing known as a bash. People have been calling oh. that the micro bash, by the way, but I think the it micro-bash. qualifies as a full-on bash. Yeah, yeah. it was fantastic. You started off by posting all the pictures and saying, here's the microbash. <laughs> so. Well, they, they started calling it the microbash early because I think originally it was just going to be Rox and me and Kai, yeah. I think. Because uh, Cor and Lit weren't sure if they were coming. And uh, then Cor and Lit came and Riff came and it was, before you knew it, it was 10 of us. It was a party. There's more than that, including all the kids. Was it 10, including oh, all the yeah. kids? No, it was ten. It was ten members and 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 one non-member who who should be a member. <laughs> and he's yeah. all of what six, right? Six, yeah, he's six. Oh. He plays Minecraft. That counts. So, can we get a list? Who was there? Oh yeah, I'll look it up. Hang on one second. And while he's looking that up, I just want to say that everybody was so so nice and so sweet and I was really touched that everybody came when when I was there that was just awesome and I loved meeting you Ravani Ravani you were just so great well thank you yeah I loved meeting everyone it was fun it was a lot of fun I mean I I know most I did I wanted to make sure I got a couple of names right here because I was wasn't too sure about the two boys for Corin and Lynn. That was my daughter, Echo Song, Kai, Coram, uh, myself, of course, Latia, Orphan, Raveni, Roxanne, Shawns, and Stelmari, my wife. She was Orphan. a saint. Okay. Orphan and Shawns are Corin um, uh, Lit's two, two middle sons. Wouldn't that annoy you if one of your kids named their online avatar Orphan? <laughs> yeah, it got up John's nose a little bit when he first did it. <laughs> he probably didn't think anything about it, I'm sure. So this, you know, as you said, it started as the micro bash because it was just supposed to be you and Roxy and um, Kai, and then it sort of grew into a larger event. What did you guys do? Well, um, we all met in a state park, I believe. I'm not exactly sure where it was. Yeah, it's um, called the Minnewaska State Park Preserve in New Paltz, New York. Yes, it was beautiful. The day was overcast, but it it was so nice. It got sunny later, though, about the time of the infamous parking lot 
Do we have a picture of Core about to get arrested? I don't. I did not take a picture of him. I wish I had a. Why did I, I take a picture? I didn't. His my wife might have. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we need to ask Lucia if she did. Oh, we will. That was pretty awesome. Explain. We well, had, sorry. We <laughs> so had. You go ahead. We had. Uh, after we left the park, we we went into to town into New Pulse and, and found a place to park and took a walk downtown to find some dinner. And I posted the pictures of the dinner, so you saw all of that. And then afterwards, we went out for ice cream and coffee and just kind of butzed around a little bit. And then when we finally went back to the cars to leave, every single one of our cars, except Raveni's bike, was ticketed for parking. What was it? We were cited for parking the wrong way on a... Yeah, you were parked on the wrong side for the direction you were parked, basically. Yeah, Tal, in our defense, if you, if you saw this, it, it, lo- it looks like a parking lot. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't look like a road at all. There's no street <laughs> sign at the end of it. There's, like, giant parking signs in the middle of the parking lot that I did take pictures of. Uh, and, and when we had arrived, there was a car there already parked the way we, we had oriented ourselves based on how that car was parked. Yeah, it was, like, parking on the left-hand side of a street. Right, right, facing the wrong way. You facing know. the wrong direction. So yeah. we got ticketed for that, and uh, and there was a cop parked in the uh, next to the firehouse, next to the fire station, kind of in that same municipal parking lot. So Cor went over there and and talked to him for a little bit. Yes, we were like, oh crap, <laughs> someone's going to jail. And he just looked at Cor and said, "Well, we know you're not from around here, but oh well." This is our weekly fundraiser from the tourists. Yeah, something like <laughs> yeah. that. That's pretty awesome. So now that, whether you knew it before, you know that there's so many, you know, apart from Roxy, there's so many NOR members all in that one area. Do you guys plan on meeting again anytime? We haven't made any plans, but I hope to. That would be terrific. Yeah, I wouldn't be against that. We need to get uh, Dustin into it, too. Yeah, he lives in... Uh, New Hampshire. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to meet him, too. I really would. Yeah, it was interesting when I showed up because I knew nobody there. So, uh, when I finally... <laughs> we're not going to go into what happened before that, but when I finally got into the park... <laughs> <laughs> when I finally got into the park, it was like, you know, here I am on my bike. I I had a, a, an idea of what of what um, last looked like but I had no real idea what anybody else looked like. So, and I remember Laz telling me that um, that um, Cor was going to be there with, with his crew. So I was looking for a large group of people because he said Cor was already there. And uh, so I parked at the, at the last parking lot at the top of the mountain. And, uh, and uh, I had to, I, I thought I... Saw somebody there, but I wanted to take a walk for a moment and and um, stretch my legs and such. And as I was coming back up to the top of the mountain, Cor and his group were walking down the other way, but we didn't know who each other were. And all of a sudden, I heard uh, this gentleman, who I didn't know, saying, I really don't know, you know, how we're going to recognize everybody and, and get everybody together. I, I had just passed them when I heard that comment, and I stopped dead in my tracks. Turned around, 
Cor had stopped dead in his tracks. He turned around and basically, are you here with and new outriders? And it's like, yeah. And he goes, Riv? <laughs> I go, Cor. And it's like, then we connected. And so then we started trying to find, trying to find Laz and, and Roxy. And it was, it was an interesting way to, to meet up. <laughs> it really was. Well, now, I live in, in Ohio. There's a, a ritual in this state, if you're meeting people, you know, elsewhere, it's that you shout OH and they respond with IO. <laughs> so my suggestion would be that next time while you're all in a park not knowing what each other look like, you just shout Hail Moore. Well, that would work. And yeah. see who, see who waves and see who stares at you dumbfounded. <laughs> yeah, we, there were quite a few people up there, so we might have gotten some really strange looks. So I have a, I have a question for you, Ravani. Did did everyone look like you thought they would look? Um, I wasn't surprised. No, um, but like I said, the only the only one I really had a picture of because I didn't go through anybody's Facebook to find pictures of them. Uh, beforehand, but the only one I had an idea of what they looked like was was last because he had his picture as his his uh, profile picture in, in Facebook for some time. But mm-hmm. other than that, no, I had uh, I hadn't any idea what anybody would look like, and no, it really didn't surprise me. I, you know, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I wasn't no, sure I, what I was going to say. <laughs> No, I, I was just going to say, I've seen pictures of everyone, you know, just over the years, you know, people, their Facebook or whatever, but it was really, it was really cool um, being there with them as they were speaking, you know, instead of being on, you know, Skype or or TeamSpeak or anything like that, um, you know, and people were were just nicer than I I would have imagined them to have been. You know, except me. Yeah. <laughs> except for you, you're just a hateful well, cut. Having talked with Coram a, a bit while we were trying to find you, um, it was interesting because he had a pretty good idea that the person that rode up on the motorcycle was me, because right. I was the only motorcycle there. So yeah, um, oh. and I had let everybody know that I was going to be on a motorcycle primarily because it would probably be the easiest way for you guys to identify me. Yeah, I saw the bike first when we, when we got to the parking lot. That was oh, the yep. first thing I saw. Lass's and shirt is the the tabard from the Wild Branch. Well, yes, I had that on as well. Yeah, he was kind of surprised that nobody else was wearing their shirts, and all I could say was, I don't have one. So... <laughs> I think well, Lit brought hers, still brought hers, but that was that was it. They didn't wear their shirts. Nope. What? No, just me. I was the only dork. <laughs> but I didn't have mine with me, or I would have. That's my excuse. I'm just saying. I think for the next bash that we have, that we should have shirts made up for that bash. You know, everybody wear their shirt so they know. Hey, there's Nor. Especially well, if you're not if you're meeting out in a very public area, right? Yeah. See, I've met, I've only met Nor members once, and I didn't have any of those problems because it was at um, a member Lelenia's house. So I just had to make sure I went to the right address. Right. Oh. <laughs> right. 
when I first met Poor and Lit, it was actually Gil's house. So that was this was the first time I was meeting anybody in a public venue. Have you seen pictures of them last? Of who? Of Corn Lit before you met them. Before Gil's Bash? Uh, no, not at all. Really? Nope. No. Uh, I had not seen pictures of Gil either. Uh, or, well, actually, really anybody, I don't think. Right, right. Well, it's so much easier to find pictures of people now than it was, you know, 15 years ago. So, this is um, true. Stacy, yeah, I think, was the only, was Bo's wife, was the only person I'd ever seen a picture of. And she guess because she puts her picture on Facebook. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Well, you were certainly Miss Tallow. I mean, I wish you could have been there with us. I probably would have needed more than three weeks' advance notice. <laughs> Shame it was only an afternoon. Yeah, yeah, it, that's true. I mean, other than Roxy, the rest of you all live there, so you might be able to do something. Yeah, none of us more. drove more than maybe two, maybe a little bit more than two hours to get to where we were. Yeah, it was two and a half hours for me. I think, and that was the longest. So, although I don't know how we, you came from New Haven, Rev, and how that was shorter for you. Um, I might. The deal with me was I didn't have to go north to come south or south to go north. Oh, right, right. So I just came straight across 84 and then and headed north. So, you know, it was part of the trip, whereas with you, you had a, a ba- basically a backtracking part of it. Right, right. Yeah, it was a good time, though. Oh, it was well, a great I time. Something. I want to address something, a, a picture somebody took of me. Where Here I looked like I was just furious. Jesus. Yes. That was a terrible picture. I think it was posted on Facebook. And I just looked like I was so angry. <laughs> Which I was later. Yeah. <laughs> but I wasn't. Got angry time. because of the picture. She did. Um, yeah. Well, I, I, I heard that last riled you up at some point. <laughs> yes, Couple well, points, I think. Yeah. That was because you hadn't posted your pictures yet, so somebody had to. Well, this is true, but I've been all over the place. You know, I, I went up with my mom to, she had a thing in Mich- uh, Michigan, Massachusetts, and then she went on to Maine, and that's the time I spent with Lass and Stell. And then when she came home, and it's just been a lot of family stuff, so I haven't had time to really do anything. Plus, their Internet's been down. So, yay. <laughs> Hence the uh, comment that you've been absent. Yeah. Yeah, and I have been absent, so I can't wait to get back to a more normal schedule. So I'm not really as absent. So we'll see when I get home, which is going to be on Friday. Yay! Yeah, looking at these pictures, there is a lot of salt and pepper in those beards. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't I'm know. Gonna... Cor really didn't have anything on top of his head. Oh. All right, let's move on from there. <laughs> oh, and one thing before we move on. The next bash that, that's going to be planned, I urge everyone to try to come because they are so much fun and you really get to know the people that you already know online um, to a much fuller degree. And I tell you, the friendships that I've made, uh, particularly like with Ravini and Core and Lit and Lass and Stell and, and Kai, are just deeper 
you know, my friendship, I feel like my friendship is deeper with them. So I would encourage everyone, if you can afford it, if you can get there, come on, because everyone would love to see you. And now, you know, once you do get home, whenever that is, <laughs> you, you have to finish planning that uh, D&D night. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're all sort of waiting on you at this point. Yeah, you got a couple more posts on that, by the way. Well, that will be done because I just know that um, it's going to be a fun time. You know, um, it's been a long time since I've done it, but I'm looking forward to getting back in the saddle. All right, moving on. Um, how many of you guys are playing Neverwinter? I am sort of. I was. <laughs> I was. I'm not playing regularly. Okay. Lass um, is playing with the Foundry. Yeah. Um, Yeah, about, what is it now, a month. A month into the game, and I finally, for the last week, I made a concerted effort to pull my head out of the foundry and actually play the damn game. And it's not bad. Um, I actually really, really, really like the combat system. I would like a couple more abilities available to me at any given time. Not necessarily like WoW or Star Wars, where I've got three button bars that are full, but... More than six would be nice. Um, I don't seven. mind the restricted abilities. It's really... I would just like one more that's... I would like something a little more reactive instead of proactive. I would like a some kind of reaction shot, which I don't have right now. Um, but other than that, I actually... Um, this is something that, that Kevin Van Ord brought up when we had him on the podcast many, many months ago when talking about Cryptic and Neverwinter specifically. Um, he mentioned that he didn't like their... Their theme park setup of MMOs, where you've got the the main communal area, which for Neverwinter is Protector's Enclave, and then every questing area is just a completely separate thing. And, you know, I had played um, Champions Online for a little bit, and it never really struck me the way it has in Neverwinter. The game really does not feel like there's a world for you to explore, and that's causing a lot of dissonance for me when I play it. Um, I'm used to playing, like, EverQuest or Warcraft or um, Guild Wars 2, where there's this big, giant world to explore, and it's making Neverwinter seem really, really small to me. Yeah, I think uh, my um, disconcert with the with the game is, is very much similar to yours, is the fact that it's like a straight-line progression. Um, the only thing that gets you out of that straight line progression is to go to the foundry or go to the PvP. And even the PvP is a, is a single type of PvP. It's, it's like, you know, a, a, um, yeah, what do you call it? Domination. Um, yeah, it's a domination in which is, uh, key point, uh, three key points you try to keep, um, under control. Right. And that gets boring very quickly. It might help if they had more than just the two maps. I'm sure they will. I mean, I'm sure they'll Eventually, add. I'm sure they will. But right now, for me, the game the, the game actually is very, very fun to actually play. But it just feels very small. Like, it won't take very long before I've completed it. Um, so, in that way, I'm actually a big, big fan of the Foundry. Um, are you going to put your quest out soon, Lass? Yes, as soon as I get through the rather lengthy list of suggestions given to me by you and by Maltus. Which one of us was lengthier? I I think <laughs> you, Tallow, 
was probably the the lengthiest suggestions. Really? I yeah. don't think I had anything in there too bad. Oh no, no, none of the suggestions were bad suggestions. There's just quite a few of them, and, and at the time, I was just coming down from the whole you know visit to the dentist business, so I, I wasn't really in the mood to be messing around in there. Oh yeah, your face was still all chopped up. Yeah, so. Uh, but one thing that is going for Nor at least in Neverwinter. Um, is we have a, just a giant recruiting pool, and they're coming from all over the world. Oh, my God. Um, also, Reason is from Portugal. Um, Irail is from Mexico, and I misplaced the name, but we have another recruit who's from Israel. There you go. Um, wow. I mean, we, got, we got recruits coming from everywhere, which is just awesome. Um, and then this... I can't believe this 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 also reason guy hasn't been squared already. I know because he did a whole lot in the in the two weeks he played before he had to take a month long LOA for this trip he's taking. Um, he's you know he's been posting a bunch of stuff in Roxy's Dungeons and Dragons thread. He went back and listened to like twelve episodes of the podcast. Can you believe it? Um, yeah, oh so my I, God. I love him. I think we should just promote him straight tonight, but. He actually also volunteered to apprentice for either with either Tallow, which I, I'm not sure I would do that to a new guy, or uh, <laughs> or Tundra for the newsletter. Really? Yeah. No, he seems like a really he's kind of a go-getting guy. Uh, he just like on the, the trip that Tallow mentioned, he volunteered to apprentice while he's doing his schoolwork because he won't be able to play the game, but he still wants to be involved with the guild somehow. Oh, we gotta snap him up. Ah, uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. What's his name again? Oso Razan. Oso Razan? I think so. Yeah. He's he's the one that heard about the D&D and wants to push it forward with you too, Roxy. Oh. Well, Oso Razan? Is that Oso, it? Yeah, O-S-O-R-E-Z-A-N, I think. So get in there and charm him to death, will you? I will. And Oso Razan, if you're listening, I can't wait to meet you. Yeah, I can't wait to get back. There we go. All right, and then our, our final little bit of Neverwinter. Um, Lass, Imaltus, and I, for the most part, did a whole lot of work on a, on a, a Nor-shared Foundry account, creating assets for Nor members to use, making Nor-specific quests. It was. Can I say something? Yes. I saw it at uh, Lass's house. I got to look at it uh, over his shoulder. He was showing me everything, and it looks so good. I mean, it really looked nice. I, I just loved it. Loved it. Oh, thank you. So, um, I think the the most impressive aspect of what we created was the uh, the outdoor castle area that Imaltis built. Um, mm-hmm. I've played with those assets in the Foundry Editor, and getting them all to line up the way you want to and build out a structure like that takes some serious effort and a, just a ridiculous amount of patience. Um, so we've got uh, two exterior maps. One is the, the castle, sort of, once you've come in through the, the outer wall. Um, there's a little village there, and then once you get past another inner wall, you get to um, the chapel, the rookery, the, the forge, the, the stables. Um, and then there's the the lower um, exterior map of the castle, which is the the farmland village that sits outside the castle. These are sort of like people under Norse protection. And then we've got just a slew of interior maps. We've got a formal castle, um, 
with, like, a big meeting hall with, like, the HC sitting at the top and some nice rooms. Uh, that one is it's fairly, as far as map goes, it's fairly small. There's only a couple of rooms in it. Uh, some of them are huge, but it's only a couple of rooms in it. It's mainly there to look pretty um, if you need, like, a big formal setting for your quest. Uh, there's an interior living space, uh, which was mostly mine, um... It's got the HC meeting chambers, the HC living space, a couple member living spaces, Griffin and Unicorn taverns, um, an inn, and then the interior of the stables, which appear on the outside. Um, Last built a dungeon and a sewer system for the castle, and then the quest that I briefly mentioned of his earlier takes place mostly in the sewer system. So, you know, those those maps are available to anybody. We also made um, 30 or 40 costumes um, with a different gear set and color scheme representing the different ranks of Nor. So if you want to build it, really. yeah, so if you want to build a Nor, sat down like one day and made like a hundred costumes or something. Yeah, I like. I I don't know what it is, but I like dressing virtual people. <laughs> well, you did a good job with Roxanne. I loved it. I didn't change her hair to black like you wanted. It's just dark brown. Well, yeah. But I loved it. I loved all of the, the HC members in there, and I loved the other characters walking around. It was, yeah, it looks great. So, you know, now that we've got the assets done, um, if anybody has a quest they want to make, start talking to Lass. All you have to do is log in, copy that quest that we made with all the assets in it, and it'll create a new quest for you with that stuff. And then you just delete the maps you don't need, and you go from there. Yeah, no, Tal, this is probably a, a good moment for us to, maybe we should do like a quick video walkthrough of, of exactly how to do that, because I know yes. Lakasha had wanted to, to log on and take a look, but she was concerned about maybe hitting the wrong button or screwing something up, you know, inadvertently, so I think if we made a quick, you know, kind of a how-to video, a couple of minutes, wouldn't it, we, it's all it would require just to walk people through it. Yeah, we can do yeah. that. That would be pretty easy, yeah. I think. See, I'm worried about the same thing, too. You know, because I looked at it and I thought to myself, oh, my God. You know, I could just see me deleting the castle or whatever, you know. Um, and I'm exaggerating, of course. But, you know, it's kind of scary if you don't do these kind of things. If you deleted the castle, I think Amaltus would have a heart attack. <laughs> see, I wouldn't want that. <laughs> I, 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 I was mostly a support role here. Tallow and, and Amaltus really put in... Most of the effort on, on this, they really did a great job. I, th- I think it started out that way, but once it got into the dungeon and the sewers, I think you, you took a leading role there. I had fun with the dungeons. Last in a dungeon, man. <laughs> Some things just go together. Is it live now? Well, I mean, we haven't built any quests. We just built the assets for other people to build quests. So, I mean, it's ready. So if people want to build quests, they can take our work yeah. and do that. Right. So... I made one little quest, um, just sort of because Tallow and Rallis and the Malt had been talking about um, making a whole NOR campaign, and I thought I could make one little sort of, I don't know, generic NOR quest that maybe could be folded into a larger campaign later on. Well, originally, weren't you having it set up that, uh, like, new recruits, you could group up with them, go through... Uh, a basic quest within the Nora Castle type thing and just see how they fit in and uh, uh, supplement the Nor, you know, uh, family. That's the quest that Rollis wants to make. Um, and he's sort of claimed he wants 
like NPCs that will give them like history of the guild, you know, stuff that's like on our wiki, you know, like uh, you'll be able to read like the charter within the quest, that kind of stuff. Uh, that's the quest that Rollis wants to make, so he's going to build that one out, sort of an introduction to Nor. Here's who we are. Here's our stuff. Um, and then, you know, sort of an interactive walkthrough. Yeah, yeah. I want to make three quests that. I think align with the virtues we ask of people during the promotion ceremonies. Let me look at what those are, because my brain is full of quests. I don't mean that I don't know what they are. I'm just oh, I know. I have well, like like, like for example, one of one of Talos' quests was like the the squire quest, and then the knight quest, and then yes, the champion yes. quest, and each of them focused on a particular aspect of you know what does it really mean to be a squire or a member of NOR at all. Uh, and then the I had, yeah, I had narrowed them down to sacrifice, justice, and service. Wow, Paolo, you uh, you're just amazing. But I also have three, I think, active in progress quests on my own Foundry account. So I need to just sit down and pick one and finish it. Um, I like to jump around when I get frustrated with a quest so that I come back to it later. But I think I've got too many going at once that now my head is crammed full of garbage. Well, I can't wait to play around with it. I haven't really done that. It's fun, but I have to admit. I, I mean, I've spent hours in there screwing around with these maps and the quests. Yeah, and it's right. like my wife plays The Sims, you know, 1, 2, and 3. She's had them all in. Um, I'll play, but all I do in there is build houses. And then she goes and plays in all the houses I build. <laughs> um, so if you're the kind of person who gets The Sims and just builds houses the whole time, you might like the Foundry. Well, and while we're talking about the Foundry and um, Neverwinter, I just wanted... Are we? Have we talked about the uh, the post that you made about the beta, perpetual beta? The cult of perpetual beta? Yes. Have we talked about that yet? We haven't yet. Okay. Well, I'll wait. No, let's start that now. There we okay. go. Okay. What I wanted to say about it was about the posts in general and the direction that they were going, because it seemed seemed like you know people were just voicing um, um, their grievances maybe with the game itself, and I just wanted to tell people that haven't tried the game and are thinking about trying the game to do it because it's a good game. I think so. I think yeah. it's a good. Nice little game, it's, you know, especially for free, you know. And that um, post wasn't meant to be a uh, crap on Neverwinter Party. Um, that's what it. <laughs> that's sort of what it turned into. That's not what it meant. To, that was meant to be. It's just that right. in MMOs these days, the the perpetual beta is getting a lot more popular, and you know there was a lot of people when they had the big outage a couple weekends ago because of the auction house exploit in Neverwinter. Right. They, they, they just said, you know, it was open beta, whatever, I don't mind. Um, whereas, you know, right. from my perspective, um, there's no functional difference between Neverwinter open beta and Neverwinter released. I mean, the game is free to play. You spend money if you want to. You can play through all the content for free if you want to. Um, there's no there's no functional difference between open beta and the released game. And so when something like that happens, I expect better of cryptic than what we got. I, I, in my opinion, I don't think it's okay to treat all the people who play their game and maybe have put money into their game like that was an open beta. Um, Especially to me, that's wrong. 
Yeah, especially since, uh, you know, they basically said that all the characters created during the open beta are going to be characters uh, when it, you know, if and when they actually release it. So, right. you know, if they're making exploits, reset. yeah, if they're making exploits, or if people are taking advantage of exploits now, it's not like their their character's going to be server reset and then you start from nothing again. So, you know, um. these, you know, anybody that exploits and gets an advantage now, it, that advantage is going to carry through. And I'm of two minds about the paid beta and perpetual open beta. For small, like, indie game developers, I am perfectly fine with them um, doing the paid beta that they like to do because sometimes that's the only way they can get enough money to finish their game. And I am fine with that. But Cryptic, um, I mean, this is their first game with Perfect World, but Cryptic made um, Star Trek Online, they made Champions Online, and they made City of Heroes before they passed that off to another company. Perfect World has made a number of MMOs. These are both large companies that didn't need to do an open beta that was essentially the same thing as a released game. So when something like that goes wrong, I expect them to treat it like it was a released game. Speaking of Star Trek Online, one of the big deals on this this AHAD uh, exploit was, and the reason that, that Cryptic got, you know, castigated on the forums was because the identical um, the identical flaw or bug in the uh, or exploit in the game was present you know I don't know two years ago in, in Star Trek Online yeah you'd think really? they'd learn yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I mean, the same it's the same game engine it's just right. a different apparently fork of it the same exploits available yep yeah a different fork of it and apparently that exploit persisted through the Neverwinter fork and apparently so you know there was a you know, in their in their letter of response, they said they discovered it. You know, that weekend, but there are bug reports on the forums of that issue. I mean, going back to closed beta, so yeah. Wow. Well, that, in that way, in that way, I'm not happy. I think they should have treated us as if we were, if as if the game was live. Um, but well, you know, that it is what it is. I think that anytime they're taking money from you. For anything in the game, I mean, to me, I'm not going to pay something and expect it to be a beta game. You know what I mean? If you're if you're going to start charging people for certain things or services or whatever, then it needs to be a released game. And it needs to be stated that it is. You do so at your own risk, though, Rox. I mean, they're not really taking money from you. You're you're offering them money because there's yeah, no, right. no portion of the game that requires you to pay anything. It's not like a utility. Yeah, you uh, can get through Neverwinter without spending right. a dime. I mean, you can. Right, I understand that, but they're encouraging you to do it. Sure, absolutely. They're not, they're not requiring you. So if they expect you to pay for something, anything, then to me, it needs to be out of beta and a released game. I gotta say, I, just, I, I think that uh, ever since uh, particularly in Warcraft, but but really, in general, I think uh, players have become a little. Forgive me for saying so, but I think the players have become a little skin flinty. You know, I mean, you expect to be able to get through an entire game and not have to pay anything. What other industry in the world offers you the use of their product without having to pay something? I mean, it, it's it just seems to me that people's expectations for the you know. they want a low cost or no cost, and they want high quality, but they don't want to pay. No, for it. No, I'm not saying I don't. I wouldn't pay, 
But if they're going to call it a beta game, then it should be treated as a beta game. Well, I wasn't leveling that at you specifically, oh. Rox. I was just sort of speaking no, extemporaneously. I yeah, I, I, the free-to-play models just boggle my mind. How they expect <laughs> to make money off of games yeah. with the free-to-play. Whales. But they do. Yeah, whales. Whales. Every game... What is it? The last I saw, about five percent of the players of any game can be considered whales. I'm amazed who will spend, who will spend um, upwards of hundreds of dollars a year on the game. Um, In which case, yeah. you should have just subscribed to it because you probably would have gotten a lot more for less. Well, and it's like that's that must be what they're counting on with with Neverwinter because the top mounts uh, from the cash store are like forty bucks or thirty bucks, and the top companions are forty bucks. And, I mean, if those were 10, I could see them flying off the shelves. I would buy one for 10 bucks, but for 40, um, probably not. They'll get enough, though. They'll get enough. They'll get, I mean, those whales are out there. And. Right. But, I mean, should it still be called beta? Really? Well, I think they can call it whatever they want. I mean, I think the players are sophisticated enough to know that, you know, it's kind of a cop-out on behalf of the company. The company's yeah. saying, yeah, we're mm-hmm. going to take your money, um, and we're going to, anytime anything goes wrong, we're going to fall back on the excuse that it's just beta. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to believe that forever. It's going to, that, that term is going to wear off eventually. Yeah, and that's where I'm coming from on it, is they can call it an open beta all they want. I'm not going to treat them like it's an open beta. Gotcha, gotcha. And and I'm not trying to harp on it. It's just, for me, I guess it's the principle of the thing. I would prefer on any game to pay a subscription fee and not and be equal, the playing field be equal. Um, but I like the game, so, you know, I'm going to play it. Well, let's move there on. They got you. Let's move on to the, to the next forum post <laughs> I wanted to talk about. Um, one that's stuck in my craw, and I think it, it bugged last, too. Um, <laughs> the CEO of Take-Two Interactive, um, they, oh, own the, they own the Rockstar label, um, you know, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Uh, they own the 2K label, which is 2K Sports, or like XCOM and Civilization are both under the 2K label from Firaxis. Um Lots and lots of games. Uh, the CEO of Take-Two Interactive <laughs> says that um, MMOs just don't work in the U.S., and that if his company makes any, it's going to be working with China. Uh, he said that there's been two successful MMOs ever in the U.S., World of Warcraft and EverQuest. All right, let me add it. This entire industry is comprised of some of the, forgive me for saying so, but the laziest, do-nothing, short-sighted, individuals I have ever witnessed in my life. You know, you 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 have an industry whose entire financing or business model prior to the prior to MMOs really coming into their own, but prior to that, you basically pumped up a title, spent your money on advertising, put together some flashy graphics, you bought the game for whatever it cost you, 30, 40, 50, 60 bucks, and by the time you got home and realized it completely sucked, it was too late. They had your dough and it, and it was done. And they were able to make a living Doing that, producing, I think, as a whole, the industry, very, very few quality, memorable games worthy of the title game. Uh, MMOs, virtually the same thing. You've got an industry that is simply going up to the point where they need to go and no farther uh, and expecting that people are going to throw money at them. And because their experience thus far has been, that is exactly what they do. Rant off. All right, then. 
Well, I would like to say something about the post. I didn't read all of it. Um, I'm just going by what you said, but, you know, I've got three words. He's an idiot. That's all i got to say about it. I mean, come on. I wasn't going to say it. (laughs) Well, there's a a long-standing disconnect between the people who actually make the games and the suits who run the companies. Right. In the game industry, and that's never going to go away. I think the... Um, Bobby Kotick, the CEO of Activision, is the worst thing that's ever happened to the video games industry. Um, the man, when it comes to actually making games, is just vile. Uh, if it was up to him, um, Activision's entire portfolio would be Blizzard and Call of Duty. Right. Um, well. So this guy, I mean, this guy, basically his problem is his definition of success. Um, he's operating on the whole... Well, World of Warcraft had 10 million subscribers. Anything less than that is an abysmal failure. Exactly. I mean, how short-sighted is that? I mean, most games prior to that garnered a few hundred thousand players and were able to perpetuate themselves quite nicely. In fact, I think the, the, the acknowledged largest flop in MMO history was Final Fantasy, I don't know, whatever the hell it was, 11 or 12, and they still had 150,000 subscribers. Right, and you have to look at, in the beginning of of online gaming, the first big one was Ultima Online, and that did re- really well. And the more people became acquainted with computers and started playing games, and, you know, we all know how that went. You know, at first it was mostly adults, and then now they have kids playing. Well, and so, look at Ultima Online. I mean, earlier this year, City of Heroes got shut down. Um whatever company controls it now, said they couldn't make it profitable anymore and it got shut down. 16, 16 years after its release, Ultima Online is still out there online. Yep. Yeah, and EA, EA is not a company to leave online services up if they're not profitable anymore. Oh, no. So Absolutely. Ultima Online is still turning a profit for EA. I'm sure it's... Yeah. I mean, it might be meager. It could be, yeah. 20, it could be 20 bucks a month, but it's turning a profit. So, exactly. I mean, this guy's definition of success, I think, is the problem. Um, not well, every not every game you release has to be a home run. Hitting a couple singles and doubles isn't going to hurt you. In fact, I think very few games are, are over-the-top-of-the-wall home runs. I mean, I think most games that we would identify as successful may not have, in fact, you know, topped the charts at the time. They may have, have certain facets that we enjoyed or may have been extremely durable um, for the time. Um, I mean, the, the games that come to my mind, for example, for me, are the original Civilization and the original Masters of Orion, which I think are two great games. Not because they had great graphics, not because of any of those reasons you would normally associate with a great game, but because of how durable they were. You could continue to play those games years afterwards, and every time you played, it was like playing a new game. Yeah, I did Masters of Orion. That was a, that was a great game, but, it, you know, it's a single-player and you can get multiplayer into it too, but it wasn't uh, MMO. But it was a fantastic game. No, but the principles are the same. When you sit down to to design or market your game or whatever, you know, you're, if you're looking at if you're looking at, for example, the original Civilization or or Masters of Orion or hell, even Shadows of Euserbius. I mean, at its peak, rocks. What did they have on INN? Thirty thousand subscribers. I mean, by, by today's standard, that would be a flop before they got out of the gate. But you know, I mean, look how many people had computers then. Seriously, you know. 
Oh, no, no. I, I mean, I understand that certainly, you know, a hundred billion times more people are using the Internet now than we're using it 20 years ago. But, you know, I, nevertheless, I mean, I'm just saying if you... If oh, you, yeah, you're right. You're your starting point right. is using the standard of Warcraft, which has, you know, 10 million subscribers and makes, you know, a bazillion dollars an hour, then uh, I think you're, you're setting your standards of, yeah, just a smidge on the high side as far as, you know, what a... A runaway success is that obviously Warcraft is the most successful game probably in history, uh, probably will be for a while, maybe forever. I don't know. I mean, maybe we may have all gotten over the hangover of Warcraft, and the next most successful game may have a million or two million subscribers, and that's the deal. Yeah, I, and I, think, I mean, with the change to free to play, I believe EA's last earnings call they said that uh, the Old Republic has a million and a half active players. Um, wow. I, d- I don't know how many they said. I, they didn't specify how many are free to play and how many are subscribers, but they have a million and a half, and they're making more money than they did before. Exactly. Now that was also the most expensive game in history, <laughs> so they may they may have swung a little wrong there. Um, you know, there's a, there's a couple other recent examples of the giant disconnect between game creators and the suits who run the companies. Um, SquareSoft, Square Enix, um, recently rebooted Tomb Raider. Came right. out a couple months ago, came out to just wonderful reviews, sold like four and a half million copies. Um, but it didn't sell six million copies in its first month, so Square now considers it a failure. Wow. You, so know, you, how many, you know how many games sell six million copies in their first month? That's reserved for basically Call of Duty, Halo, and Skyrim. I mean, that's, that's rarefied air to expect from one of your games. That's just sad. I mean, isn't it just sad? That kind of goes back to my original point. It does. So, Nora agrees that the CEO of Take-Two Interactive is a moron. (laughs) You should let him know. (laughs) And should change his definition of success, because there are some Take-Two franchises I wouldn't mind seeing getting the MMO treatment. Up next, the forum is nearing 10,000 posts. Oh, yeah. We are at 92.85. Well, I guess we're a little ways away, but I wanted to mention it because it's a... Milestone of a sorts. I don't think it'll take that long to get there. Now, that said, I do have 15% of our current posts. Not oh. I, mentioned, I also wanted to mention the rocks. I just passed 1,000 posts. I saw. <laughs> and congratulations, of course. But Thank you. I, I am now well behind you, but I will catch up. I'm sure you will. Yeah, I know if you say that it's uh, 9,500, you know, we want to get this really quick. You'll have... Ojiki and uh, and and uh, Zaira banning back and forth, posting their their cartoons or whatever. Yeah, we just get them going on a few gifts for a weekend, and then that'll that'll account for about five hundred of them. Yeah, exactly. Well, I I know who's going to be the one to hit that post, and that's going to be Tallow. I will say that most of my posts are actually stuff. You do. I try not to spam. And I know, I know from all my years on the Dark Age Camelot branch and the WoW branch that a vast majority of our members don't actually read game news. So I do try to post it on our forums in hopes that they'll see it. You are the, the sole source of my game news, pretty much, Fallow. I go read your posts, that's it. Yeah, I don't go looking for it otherwise. Well, Fallow, I thank you for doing that, for one, because I'm one of those players that don't read game news. Don't do it. Well, I, I I picked my hobby, and I guess I'm sticking to it. Pretty good hobby, but your posts are very informative, and you don't post the spam or 
Well, I, I spam do. every now and then, but. But yeah, you do good posts. I, I don't. I don't have an animated GIF library. <laughs> <laughs> you should though, a little one. I should. Maybe, maybe in the Elder Scrolls forum, I'll start posting some gifts. There you go. Um, speaking of, uh, we are collecting some demographics, trying to get gauge interest in uh, the Elder Scrolls. It is in closed beta right now, and the beta is progressing slowly. They plan on having a very, very long beta period um, before it gets to the open beta. But um, I am collecting. You know, please respond if you're going to play ESO at all. Um, if you think ESO will be your home branch and which of the three factions you think will be your primary. Um, we just want to get, you know, some numbers down, see how many people it will be so we can, you know, hopefully get the branch formally created. Obviously, we haven't talked about it a whole lot on the podcast, but we would like to hit all three factions at once on launch with a blitz of players and recruit heavily on all three Um Three faction games are hard to run a branch or a guild in all three, and we're gonna we're gonna give it an honest try. Have you heard whether they're going to require or, or limit the each of the guilds to a single branch, or are they gonna? I do imagine what Rift did. We and have expanded to both. I don't think they're gonna do what Rift did. Um, if they do, that would be great. In Rift, you can be a Defiant or a Guardian. In yeah. the same guild. I imagine we're going to have to have new outriders as, you know, one faction, and the other faction will be new outriders without any spaces, and another one will be new space, out space, riders, space, or no space, but, you know, so that you know, we have all three covered, but, you know, I don't know yet, they haven't gotten that far, and uh, the players currently in beta are under um, non-disclosure agreement, so they can't talk about it. And we have no members yet that have gotten into the beta, right? Not that have made it available that they are in the beta. They're under non-disclosure. They can't say it one way or the other. Oh, they can't even say that they're in beta. Not sure oh. if they can. Well, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, so I don't know how... I don't know what the non-disclosure agreement looks like. I'm not in the beta, but... Well, I'll give it this. I mean, it certainly has generated an enormous amount of excitement among the members. I mean, uh, and it's comparable getting... to Guild Wars 2 and, and Star Wars, I mean, if not more so. Frankly. It's getting a lot of press recently about how much it's improved since they showed it last year, um, just in terms of gameplay, combat, all that stuff. Um, I think I think the response they got last spring was not as good as they were expecting. Oh. And um, I don't think Bethesda was super happy with that, so they brought some. I think they brought some uh, some Elder Scrolls veterans on board. To, to spruce it up a bit. Oh, gee, there's a thought. Mm. Now, they're coming out free to play, right? They have not announced business models at all. Yeah, we don't know. Oh, okay. I think if they... This is just my perception, but if Elder Scrolls Online came out as a free-to-play game with a non-abusive cash model, I think it would have 10 million subscribers. I honestly believe that. Given the popularity of the brand, um, and that's something that... I thought EA was overstating with Star Wars. Star Wars video games have never been, in terms of sales, all that popular. Um, Skyrim really? is the second best-selling PC game of, like, the last five years, um, behind Diablo 3. It's... The, the, the brand is, is huge, and I think if it was a free-to-play game with a non-abusive 
monetization policy, I think it would have wow-type numbers. Now, not all of those people would be giving them money, but no. I, think, I think it would be huge. Now, as a subscription game, I think they would probably... Top end they could hope for is probably where Star Wars is now, about a million and a half. But I could see them, you know, using the free-to-play as a, you know, like um, Hook Rift used to, where give a taste to the people, and then they can choose whether they want to uh, continue with the game as a subscribe. The but interesting option would be the Guild Wars model. Buy it once. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, buy-to-play? Yeah. Buy to play with just about any player is willing to do one or the other. You know, it's either willing to spend money in game after the fact if the software is free, or spend money on the software and be able to play for free. I mean, WoW whacked you twice. Um, you had to buy the software, and then you had to pay for the privilege to play. But they could do that because it was Warcraft. Well, to be fair, most people did that for a long time. I mean, well, that's how uh, EQ started. Was you bought the game and then you yeah. paid for? They gave you a month and and. Uh, you paid for every month thereafter, so... So, that's that's coming down well, the pipe. We've got the post up. Please let us know if you plan on playing. Tell do you know where we are as far as, like, fashions and, and uh, numbers? Though, um, the people who have responded do not align with the people who have answered the poll in, ter- right. in terms of text. Um, oh, some people know. are just hitting the poll and not yes. posting? Yes. Um, in terms of the well, poll, it's actually pretty even. Really? Uh, oh. 29% each for all the Old Mary Dominion and the Daggerfall Covenant, and 43% for the Evanheart Pact. Um, as far as people who've actually responded with what they're going to be, um, three of them are Daggerfall Covenant, two are Evanheart Pact, and you are the only Old Mary Dominion, Les. Which is pretty much why I put Old Mary Dominion. Well, let me ask you guys something. Uh, is every one of us going to play? Are y'all going to? Are y'all intending to play? I'm going to try it at least. Yeah. Yes, I am, I am planning on making that my home. Well, that's an interesting thing. I I don't want to commit to that yet until I know what the game is about. I'm going to try it, but, you know, I just, with so many games that have come out, I've, I've just always ended up disappointed. So I'm hoping this will be the one. Yeah, I'm I'm somewhat the same. I'm, I'm slow to move. I mean, I'll try just about everything, but I'm slow to... Uh, call it a home game or play to any extent until I've really gotten used to what the game is like and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it depends on how they come out, too. So, I mean, I'd like to try it, but I don't want to be paying $60 for a game and then subscribing just to, to play. Um, it, it depends on how it comes out. Right. Right. Well, see, I'm, I'm the opposite. I would rather pay a subscription. You know, I don't know the... The games that are free to play, just, I don't know, there's just something about them that, you know, they're kind of, they don't seem to be as well made as subscription-based games, I should say. Well, what I was saying is if if the software comes out and they, they say you got free download, but then you pay a subscription to play, I don't have a problem with that. I'll pay for a month, yeah. see how it goes, and then continue a subscription if I like it. Mm-hmm. Right. Thank you. I was just curious. I know you're playing Talos. We all know. Yeah, I'm looking for something big and gaudy again. Um, <laughs> like I've never, Neverwinter just feels small to me, and yeah. Star Wars and Rift both feel too much like wow. And me, I'm the probably the ultimate altaholic, so 
Never Winter is hard for me because you're doing the same thing over and over and over again with the different characters, just with a different twist to it. Yeah, that's what I was running into in Star Wars. Because you go through the same planets over and over again, and only your class quest changes. Yeah. But, I mean, how can they make that different, you know? Uh, other games have done it. I mean, other games have had either branching zones or... I mean, EverQuest didn't have one set of zones you had to go through from level 1 to 60. Um, really? Warcraft had three different leveling paths from 1 to 60, even in vanilla. You could go straight from... Um, you could do Kalimdor just by itself and never go to the Eastern Kingdoms, or you could do starting Stormwind and do the Southern Eastern Kingdoms and then go up to the Plaguelands, or you could start um, in Dunmoreau with the Dwarves and do their several zones and then go up to the Plaguelands before you met up. So, I mean, it's EverQuest, WoW, EverQuest 2. I mean, there's been a lot of... The larger world games gave you multiple options for questing. Right. Right. Well, maybe it will be the way, that way, in this one. So, let's hope. That's what I'm hoping. Um, just another note, since we talked about Elder Scrolls, I want to talk about Camelot Unchained for a second. Um, as our members join the Camelot Unchained backer forums, those of us that backed it on Kickstarter, um, please read the terms of service on the Camelot Unchained backer forums. They are very clear. You are not allowed to repost anything from those forums on the NOR boards. Um, if I see anything from the backer forums on the NOR boards, I'm going to delete it. Um, I don't want us getting in trouble with Mark or City State Entertainment. Um, it's not a, a strict signed NDA, but the terms of service on the forum are clear. Those forums are for the Kickstarter backers, and that's their information. You can't repost it elsewhere. Sounds perfectly acceptable. Yeah. Plus, you know, I'm in for $285 on that game. I want my, I want my backer for them. Yeah. I gave them a lot of money. I finally got that email, by the way, at least for the, the whole guild. Yeah, you, of it. I think you can subscribe yourself uh, with the guild account, but you can't pass it up to guild members yet. Okay. I don't think they've worked that one out quite yet, but that, no, is, that is coming. Um. So that's it for that. Let's move on to what's happening with Nor. Um, a couple about a month ago, I started talking about a trademark fundraiser so we can get Nor trademarked. Right. Um, have we gotten any donations on that? Uh, we have gotten one or two, I believe. I think we got a fifteen and a twenty-five, I think. Oh, that's actually not that bad. No, it's forty bucks of our. I don't remember how big the goal was. Three hundred. Three hundred. So we're over ten percent. Um, what is the projected timeline? Did we have one? We don't really have one. I mean, before, the sooner we do it, the better, obviously. But before we get the world record? Well, that would definitely be a... a I would want to have that in place before we got the record. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, that one doesn't have a strict timeline like the Kickstarter with an actual deadline, but we want to get the Nor name trademarked so that so that it's ours, so that we have it like we're supposed to. Um, yeah. So people can't squat on our guild name and then ask us to pay for it and all that crap that's happened. Yeah, that's before. happened before. It has happened before. I'm uh, really we've gotten lucky because it could have been many, many, many times worse. Oh yeah, yeah, that was terrible. I believe we want to talk apprenticeship, apprenticeships quick. Um, oh yeah, um, want to talk about that last. Sure. Um, I we we do have a, a volunteer, Oso Razan. Um, Although, of course, he is going to be in school, and he is still a recruit, so um, 
but he is absolutely willing to help out as well. But if anybody else is interested in helping out with the either the podcast or the newsletter, or for that matter, even the forums, the wiki, we have so many things that people could do uh, to help with the sort of normal running of the guild. It would be great if we had more than one individual in particular. Uh, for example, Tallow handles the podcast, and I kind of handle the forums, and Tundra handles the newsletter. We're, we're looking for volunteers to sort of get to learn how all of these things work, and so that if Tallow is unavailable one week, or if he needs a month off, or if he just needs a friggin' break uh, once in a while, then somebody can step in uh, sort of seamlessly without interruption, uh, take over the reins of the podcast for a couple weeks if need be, and then turn him back over to Tallow if, if that's what he wants to do. So we're not trying to move anybody out or anything like that. We're just trying to involve more people in the process of running the guild. Or uh, it occurs to me now, frankly, if you've got another idea of something you would like to do for the guild that we're not doing, uh, you know, don't be shy about making the suggestion or, or coming to me or to, to Roxanne or um, any of the officers and, and tell them what you've got in mind. Amen. And we've got some wiki updates. A couple of, uh, I haven't really been able to put a lot of time into the wiki. As Tal mentioned, my face was broken. Uh, not really, but uh, <laughs> I uh, did a little bit of tweaking to the awards section, uh, added the uh, added the award for the uh, 2013, this year's Bash. Uh, so that's up on the wiki. A lot of people seem to like the idea of having individual annual bash awards so if there was a bash in 2013 the, the award you got for going to the bash was specifically for that bash so one for 2013 one for 2009 one for 2008 2007 you get the idea so i got to make a bunch of new medals uh, which i'm happy to do and it's kind of fun i enjoy it but uh, i haven't done them all yet i've just done like two i think that i've posted so but anyway that's up there uh, i also revised the uh the, it's called now the nor family award uh, it's sort of been merged into a, uh, you know, two or three previous awards that I had in mind have been, I was convinced to merge them into one. Uh, you can take a look at that as well. And, uh, finally I was contemplating creating a glue award. So if you go to a glue, you get a medal for it. Like, that's all I've got for the wiki. Well, a couple updates on the roster. Um... Lass has mentioned the roster project a couple times now. Um, I know that just a few days ago, Tundra finished uh, finished EverQuest 2. So, given that that, I believe, is the largest branch in Nor history, the roster has ballooned to a lot of people. Um, it's a it's a huge list of names now. I know just fi- just finishing the 2011 got like 300 names added to the roster, something ridiculous like that. So. I'm working on Dark Age of Camelot. Tundra is looking to move to a smaller branch than EverQuest 2 for his next batch of additions <laughs> to the roster. Um, so that's progressing nicely. Um, I believe everybody who would be listening to this podcast is on the roster now, for sure. I would imagine. So, but, yeah, I don't think they're up. their information has been updated yet. But that's kind of what we're... We're trying to get as many names as we can onto the roster, and then we're going to go back and revise everybody's information. And while we're talking about that, last, can I talk to you right after the meeting about, or the podcast about that? Sure. Okay. We're going to be doing, I'm going to be doing a sort of a how-to video for the officers. I suppose I should do one for the members, too, if you just need a guide for how to sort of navigate through the roster. But I think it's pretty straightforward. But for the officers in particular who are interested in contributing to the roster or, or need to be 
updating information, I'm going to have kind of a walkthrough video showing people how to, how to log in, where to go, how to make edits, and also going to establish a kind of guideline for each of the histories and, and when to change things, when not to change things, and, and that sort of thing. So people have an idea of what they need to do once they get on there. Awesome. Yeah. And some updates are coming to the sort features. Yeah, you and um, you and actually, well, I've gotten feedback from probably four or five members now um, about changing some of the, just some of the tweaking some of the features for the sorting and, and being able to list it differently. And I also want to be able to create reports. Um, so if you wanted to know how many, what is our exact population today? Um, you kind of have to go through and count. I want to be able to press a button and be able to pull up the exact number of active members in the last 30 days um, that are accounted for in the games and have that number appear, although I suspect I've got a pretty good idea how many that is. But, you know, it'd be nice to be able to press a button and really know. It'd be nice to press a button and get your duchy report. That's that's the point of it, the entire thing. I want to be able to do it for individual games or branches, and I want, I'd like to be able to do it guild-wide as well. And that brings us to... I think our last conversation topic. Uh, Rift. Rift is going free-to-play on June 12th. 12th, yep. Um, are you Yay. familiar with what that's going to look like? Vaguely, yeah, I probably should be more familiar than I am. Um, they're going to basically um, scrap the entire Rift Lite program. You can just download the entire game. Uh, that's Storm Legion expansion and all, uh, and play for free. There are some restrictions on... Excuse me, there are not restrictions on the free-to-play content. Again, I'm working off the top of my head. Former subscribers actually will receive bonuses to their account rather than restricting uh, the play for uh, the free-to-play members. But there's, they're going to be implementing a, um, uh, a, a reward system that the free-to-play members can as well. You can earn these points just by playing, but you can also simply acquire them by buying them, and you can use that to purchase XP boosts or plaque boosts or really anything that the former subscribers already have, uh, including some veteran awards and depending on how long you've been playing. So it's, it's actually, it actually seems kind of like a nice, um, on its face, seems like rather a nice system that they've devised for rewarding the subscribers and also not restricting uh, the, the free or the new players. Now are they turn it around where the subscribers, are, excuse me, subscribers are no longer going to be charged, and just get those bonuses, or how is that going to work? I think you have the option. You can continue to subscribe and continue to receive the bonuses. Yes, I, I believe that's what they're yep. doing. You can continue to subscribe, and right. you'll get you'll get those veteran rewards every month. Any veteran awards you've already earned, though, you're certainly, you, you, you do not lose. Correct. Oh, so, you get them through the mail. I would hope not. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it seems like it's a... I mean, we don't, have, we don't have the ins and outs of it quite yet, but it seems fairly non-exploitative. Um, it seems more towards the direction, like EverQuest 2 went, you know, recently when they eliminated a lot of their free and silver restrictions that they didn't have on subscribers um, and made their their model a lot friendlier, even though it was already fairly friendly. It seems like Rift, that's sort of their starting point. I think yeah, EQ2's first pass at free-to-play was a little on the chintzy side. I think they were gouging the players a little or chiseling them a bit. Well, I mean, they've made, it, they've made several updates over the years, and yeah. I think most people would agree that it's still better than Star Wars. 
Star Wars was kind of difficult for me to navigate at first. I mean, I, I was I felt like I had lost half the stuff I had before. Yeah, the Star Wars one rubbed a lot of people the wrong way with the you have to buy the operations every week and that kind of stuff. That's if you get to the high-end game. That's where the free-to-play versus subscriber really makes a difference. Well, I guess that makes sense, too, because the the end-game stuff is going to be, the subscribers are going to be doing that, and the the free-to-play guys probably aren't. So, since Rift is going free-to-play on the 12th, obviously, Lass decided not to wait for the customary two months, and um, we've got a Rift glue coming up June 21st through 23rd. We do indeed, yeah. So, (sighs) Rift is going to see a lot more people than it's seen in a while. That'll be nice. I hope so. Everybody's going to get to look at the Nord Dimension, which is just awesome. It is. Amaltus has really done a bang-up job in there. Yeah, I haven't taken a look at that yet. Amaltus did all the work building it, and Mezevil did all the work paying for it. Mez did front that. (laughs) So, that's that's where that is. Um, You don't have to pick Guardian or Defiant when you're playing Rift. You can do both factions from one guild now. Yes, you can. And you can communicate freely between the two, and you can also do the search the same way. So it doesn't matter which faction you decide to play, the search parameters are the same. And you can group together. Yeah, you can group together to do content, even PvP. Um, It's... I don't even know why they have factions anymore. i got to tell you, I I really like Rift, in particular, for the wide variety of things to do particularly if you're new. Uh, but if you are an experienced player, there, there's really no end to the kind of trouble you can get yourself into in that game. That's really <laughs> quite diverting. I mean, if you, I mean, not just I mean, AHing and crafting and PvPing and stuff. The PvP is actually quite fun. In fact, I got rocks hooked on it, and she was kind of like a maniac there oh, for a while. Oh, yeah. But, but you can do, you can do, obviously you can do dungeons, of course. You can do quests. You can do... Uh, Obviously, the rifts are available at all times, um, which are can be quite diverting and, and, and quite fun. And you can also do the chronicles, which can be uh, single player or one or two players. You can do the instant adventures, which are kind of a blast. And the, the nice thing about the instant adventures is it's almost like a dungeon out in the open world. It kind of points you to the direction. You're in a huge group of people, or, or it can be like two or three people, but it can also get quite large. And when you're bored, you just drop out. It's no big deal. It's like an automatic party. See, I didn't like the instant adventures the few times I did it, but I think that's because it kept putting me in Silverwood Grove. And, oh, right, and you were sick of the zone? Yeah, that zone just, it, it needed to end sooner. Just need a smidge higher level, Tallow, and it would have bounced you around a little bit. Yeah, so that didn't work for me, but well, of course, I was the subscriber for a while, and then I leveled my cleric past where I could play it as a Rift Light player. So then I thought, level oh, one. Yeah. I think my cleric is like 28 or 29. Leveled out of it, right. Yeah, I leveled out, and then, you know, my subscription ended because I decided to play Star Wars. Right. Um, And I subscribed to that instead. But now I'm I'm glad to get back to that cleric because it's a tank, and it heals itself as it fights. I I enjoy it. It's awesome. Well, we had fun PvP in Rift. We did. We did. And the I, XP I went, boxes were ridiculous. I went with Roxy PvPing a couple times. Did you? Um, we might have even won once. <laughs> um, yeah, it was... Yeah, um, when we did that, I didn't go as my tank. I went as my other... What do they call the different specs? 
Different souls. Yeah, I went as my healer, so I just sat in the back and healed Roxy the whole time. She probably needed it. That's the thing I really like about Rift is being able to change what role you're playing on the same character so so easily. So. Yeah, and each, each class has its own kind of setup of the souls as well. But you know, almost any I think it's it's any class can can either tank or heal or DPS. It doesn't really matter. It just depends on how you arrange your souls. And you can yeah. find, if you want them, you can find cookie cutter builds online, or you can build your own. Um, they have yeah. they have they presets guide right there in the game. Yeah, so they have yeah in right there in the game they have preset named um, like basically builds. subclasses builds. Right. So you pick your you know your cleric class, and then you pick whatever build you want. And as you level up, it'll even tell you where to put all your points and all that. Um, I think that's the easy way to go until you're familiar with the game, and then from there you just sort of go on your own. Yeah, and you don't have to stick to that plan. You, you know, even if you choose a plan, you decide by level ten you don't like the plan anymore. You can pick other points anyway. It'll just it'll just continue to tell you until you shut it off what it recommends you do based on the selection you made for spec. Well, and I don't know if it's because maybe I didn't get a high enough level, but people don't really gripe about specs like they did in, in WoW. They're not looking and criticizing and, you know, it's just a more uh, uh, fun environment. I like this a lot. It's like Warcraft on Prozac. Yes. <laughs> it, it, I will say it wasn't like that early on when it was really? new. I did a when it was new. I did a just a like I think they had a fourteen day trial. This was before they even had Rift Lite. Um, it was a fourteen day trial. You could get download the game, play it. Probably three or four months after release, my brother and I were playing, and literally every person in general chat was either um, a bitching about Warcraft. Or bitching because um, somebody kicked them out of the group they were in because they didn't like the build they had created. And early on, early on, it's it's not like this now because I've been reading since the free to play transition. I've been reading some stuff on the forums, but early on, it was very, very the end game part of Rift anyway was very, very dickish in how you build your character. They didn't want you being a creative experimenter. They wanted you following the cookie cutter builds like the Ultimate Raid Guilds and WoW did. Just because in Rift, there's so much freedom to build your character and pick the souls that you want that you can break your character. Yeah, there were a lot of people in the early days that were very much min-maxers when it came to to what you should be designing your rogue to do or what you should be designing your cleric to do. And a, well, yeah, it a was a bad game you know. like Rift, I think, lends itself to that unless the designers take great care in how they design the content so that it doesn't really matter. Because when you, when you give people that many choices, the elite... The elitist jerks, we'll use the name of the popular wall forum, the elitist jerks will find the mathematical best combination, and they will expect you to use it. Um, thankfully, in its, I think, two years of existence, now Rift has sort of moved past that. Yeah, I think the, the players have probably moved past it a little bit, too. I think well, that's mainly because you have so many options. They, people want you to try to try different things and see what works best, because everybody plays differently. And so what works best for you may not be the same thing that works best for somebody else. So Right. Well, I'm glad they, that it's changed because the community 
seems to me to be a lot better, you know, more friendly and less judgmental. Now, I will say the first thing I do upon booting up any game is turn off general chat. That I do as well. Um, my general chat, okay. Neverwinter, didn't last long enough for me to see a general chat message. I, I did the same thing in Rift. Maybe that's why I had such a positive initial experience is because I don't think I've ever had general chat on. Yeah, turning it off is amazing. Hey. Oh, really I is. don't turn it off. I normally put it in another window and then just hide the window. Um, only because if I'm looking for a group, I want to have it available. And I can look past, you know, the, the past five minutes and see if there was somebody looking or something like that. But I agree with you. General chat just, there are some horrible things that I see going on in general chat um, when I go back and look or whatever. But Really, in any game you play, too, it's not... Just indicative of Warcraft, of course. It's it's it's, it's anywhere. The internet is a horrible place. It is. <laughs> Hide your kids. Well, I tend to leave my personal channel on. Especially with some of the conversations I've seen. Holy cow! There is no boundaries. <laughs> but it's so much better on our server in Rift, though, than most that I've seen. All right. So Rift. Guild Unity event, June 21st through 23rd. Yes, indeed. I'm sure as we get closer, last might plan like an event schedule. Yeah, or, might do it. Or might not. Um, he might ask, you know, Amalthus and Mezzigal to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that they will have bags for everybody. Um, I, I will not ask them to do that, but I, we absolutely will make bags for people because that's kind of a pain in the ass. All right. Um, I, I probably make some, but not very big ones. <laughs> I think that's it for this week. Anybody have any final thoughts they'd like to share? Thanks for Venny for showing up. Uh, yeah, it's good to see you, Rudd. You guys don't know this, but I invited him 20 minutes before we started recording. Oh. Um, <laughs> so, thank That's you awesome. for coming. Well, You're very welcome. Flexible. And I, I had forgotten that he was at your bash, too, so it worked out really, really well. Well, oh, good. The, the reason I, I decided to join, he goes, this is what we're going to talk about. And the first thing was the micro bash. I said, yeah, I should probably be there. <laughs> well, we're glad you did. Yeah, it was good. To, it was good talking to you again, Ravini. Yeah, All right. always a pleasure. Remember, you can subscribe to the New Outriders podcast on iTunes um, or using the RSS feed in any other podcast manager. Um, please leave feedback on iTunes. Leave feedback on the forums. Um, we would like to take your feedback and you know make a better show. What would you like to hear? What do we talk about too much? You know, am I talking about myself too much? I know you don't think that, but if you know if you want to say it, you can. So, well, I wasn't saying anything. Now that you mentioned. So everybody, give me a hail nor, and then I will go put my baby to bed. Hail nor. Hail nor. Hail nor. Hail nor.